everyone. Welcome to episode 37 of the Split Screen Gaming Podcast, that occasionally weekly podcast where three lifelong friends correspond with video games from the comfort of each other's homes. I'm Holden DePardo, and I'm with... Chad, Michael, Ennis. Thanks, Chad. We have a huge episode this week. We're going to be doing some new stuff on top of the normal episode we usually oh, do. Oh, new stuff, huh? Very new stuff. It's going to be very, very cool. Nude and stuff. Then we have this interesting story that's... Um, I don't know, it's kind of a niche. Like, not many people are talking about it, about Star Wars Battlefront 2. And I just thought we'd, you know, let people know what's really happening. Yeah. Because no one else is talking about it. There's no press about this game, which is crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. No, I think we just wanted to have, like, an honest discussion about it and kind of be fair to all sides and just... I just... I was just going to lie the whole time. (laughs) Damn it, Chad. I'm being paid by Don't say that out loud. (laughs) No, I do want to, when we get to it, I do want to kind of point out points where we should be fair to EA. But overall... It's a shit show in their direction. So yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to we'll it. We'll get to that. It'll be some good stuff. But like we start off every episode, Chad, what have you been playing this oh, week? Oh, Holden. This week I'm just I, so thoughtful. Uh, yeah. I um played and beat the Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds expansion. How was that? Um, Did it live up to the original game? Oh man. I I for the last however many months it's been out, eight, ten, hundred thousand months. Uh, I've been February, like, end, man, end this game February, is amazing. So. Actually, it's beginning of February, end of February, I, middle no, of February. end of February. Yeah, it actually came out when we first started recording the podcast. You're right, that's true. Yeah, February. So it 28th. is as old as this podcast is. It's great. That uh, it fucking it reminded me exactly everything about that game that is so freaking amazing, from the graphics to the um, the voice acting to the. Again, the the side stories, all of I found myself within all of these little like tiny missions where there are super interesting characters who are doing like, like little side quests with you. I found myself also being like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to get to your shit, but also I know there's another voice diary around here about this other couple that's having the making a band in twenty seventy or twenty forty whatever America, and I want to get to the end of their story because that I'm, things that I'm only picking up through diaries and things like that. Mm-hmm. The game is just so fucking good at storytelling. So are you... I, I've heard the game is more difficult this time around. Oh, man. Really the difficulty? It's, is that... I already I don't found know it to be difficult it, when I played it. I don't know if I would call it difficult, it. but different. Okay. They're, the What I love about Horizon Zero Dawn is that every you don't get stronger. You, you mm-hmm. just... Learn how to deal with the obstacles, basically. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. you just get more skilled. And of course... Jumping, it took me about an hour after I jumped in before I felt comfortable again. I was like, oh, fuck, how do I take down that enemy again? Uh, which of these weapons do I find was most effective? Because I had all these strategies. No matter, mm-hmm. Depending on what you're fighting, you have a different strategy for what you're going to take down. So I like that like when an, your knowledge is your progress in the game. Yeah. It's a really cool element to have in gameplay. So it took me a while to get back on the horse there. But they also throw another wrench into it because by the end of the game you've unlocked a couple of things like a couple of weapons that can like corruption that can turn mm-hmm. enemies against each other or like override certain enemies so that they fight for you and there's a new story element to this part that makes those two basically not work for most of the enemies in the frozen wilds mm-hmm. so suddenly you're like all of these things that I used to do for these crowds of enemies I'm like shit I got to come up with something completely different That's or cool. a lot of the really big enemies in the original game had some kind of like big weapon that you could shoot an arrow that would blow it off of them and then you could pick up that weapon and use it against them and that was my mm-hmm. strategy for the thunder jaws and for the stalkers and things like that 
but in then in this one all of the new really tough enemies don't have anything you can do that with so you got oh, so like, your whole strategy is ruined i know right so it makes you com- like <laughs> the game that you thought you were so familiar with it makes you completely rethink how you're going to fight everything for this whole last chapter that's refreshing yeah that's, so it's really not more the same it sounds like they really made it a different experience yeah and it, it without it ramps up that difficulty without because i was i was level 50 going into it and they suggest being level 30 and right off the bat i was getting my ass handed to me I was like what is going on what and but then you just learn the monsters mm-hmm. and but really you, it's, it's you the, overcome all obstacles. i know i am nevertheless i persisted <laughs> i am just so good but no that game is fantastic and it came out at a perfect time to remind everybody hey remember this game for game of the year and it's amazing. So if cool you haven't stuff, played cool it stuff. yet, if you like Horizon Zero Dawn, go get Frozen Wilds. It's only like fifteen yeah. bucks, or it's twenty bucks, like but it's on sale right now. Yeah, we'll get to some deals. We'll get to some deals. Oh yeah. Oh yes. So I played that, and I beat mm-hmm. Metroid Prime as well. Not Metroid Prime. I've called Super it Metroid, Metroid so many times. Super Metroid as well. Mm-hmm. But of course, we'll have our discussion about that next week. Yes, I'm totally taking my time with that game. Yeah. Like, you said, so I think you texted me, and you're like, I beat the game, and it said five hours is really eight hours. Yeah. And I'm probably, like, at, like, 12 or 15 hours into the game. Yeah. And I'm not done with it, because I'm just, I'm going through everything. Um, But we'll talk about all that stuff. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about it, though, because it's really fantastic. Me it makes you want to play Metroid Prime again. I was thinking that, too. Yeah. Good but game. then I have to get a Wii or GameCube. Gross. And then, uh, of course, yeah. you know, just grinding away some more moves. If you get a Mario. Wii U, which is very tempting. No. <laughs> you can get have the you, uh, Metroid Prime me? Trilogy. Have you seen the prices of Wii U still? They're so like, expensive. There was a deal. For the, what it there was a be. deal that popped the other day. It's like one hundred and seventy nine dollars refurbished Wii U on blah blah blah, and that's a deal apparently. Stupid. Yeah, it's like a hundred, like about a hundred bucks less than you can get a Switch for. Yeah. Actually, it's exactly a hundred bucks less than a used Switch would be. You're a used Switch. No, I am powerful and amazing. I am Africa, just like Bono. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I got some more Moons and Mario, which, heads up everybody, go to your podcast service of choice, and right after this one, you'll see a little podcast spoiler chat about Mario Odyssey. Yes, we're recording which is that weird that we're doing right a spoiler chat for a Mario game, but I love it. Yeah, it's it's weird. People are like crazy about Nintendo spoilers. Like Zelda, I kind of get it, because you're exploring this world, but like Mario's like, yeah, there's this part where you jump on some platforms. But and it's oh hard. Man, this game is just full of surprises and it is full of surprises, and joy and glee. But this isn't a spoiler chat, Chad. You're right. We do not talk about Mario here anymore, and we do not argue on this podcast. <laughs> Holden, tell me what you've been playing. I played a ton of Animal Crossing. Um, I did do that. We Out will talk about that. Um, I've been playing it longer than that, but we will get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I played, I was just going through my PlayStation, and I'm like, I just want to play something familiar. I don't know why I had this, like, this nostalgia that I want to play something familiar. Pulled out The Last of Us and just played through nice. the entire campaign. And I played the Left Behind DLC for the first time. Yeah, you did. And I, I really, like, I knew, remember the game being awesome. I just forgot how amazing it is. Even having, like, knowledge of what was going to be coming up, I was still in suspense. And still was kind of like, no, like, I don't want to do that. Or, yep. like, it's just really, it's such a good game. And it got me so, so excited for Last of Us Part Two. I get more amped for that. Yep, Realizing yep, yep. that it's been, as of next year, it'll be two years since Uncharted 4. Oh, and shit. Is that real? That's real. Yeah. And they usually do every other year when they release games. I don't count Lost Legacy because it's not really a full game. You're not really a full game. 
So maybe Last of Us Two is coming sooner than and we they think. Have two I'm teams, crossing my obviously. fingers. I hope. No, I it's hope. it's not. It's not. It's coming tomorrow. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was playing that, and I'm like, you want to what? I haven't played Uncharted: Lost Legacy yet. So I played Uncharted: you did? Lost Legacy. I did. Did you yeah. play it all the way? All the way. What do you think? It was. That was awesome. That yeah. was so, so good. It's See, great. Everyone was saying, like, oh, it's really kind of more the same. I'm like, I didn't get that vibe. Like, yeah, the gameplay is kind of the same thing, but every Uncharted game has been roughly the, the same thing. But the characters is what made this so much different. Yeah. It's the relationship and, between Chloe and Nadine. Absolutely. And I and I also, because people who listen to the podcast know, or maybe I haven't talked about this, I liked Uncharted 4, Really didn't care for Uncharted 1 through 3 that much. You didn't play 3. They weren't bad games. You didn't play 3. You can't say that. No, I played 3. No, you didn't. I went back and played 3. No, you didn't. I've decided you haven't. We don't fight on this podcast. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to agree with you so we're not fighting this podcast. Uh I didn't play 3, but I still have an opinion on it, which I didn't like that much. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but Uncharted 4 I liked uh, a lot. I can't remember I was going with this because you totally just sidetracked me, Chad. Thank you so much. We don't fight on this podcast. Um... Oh, yeah, so I I was always kind of like, yeah, like, I don't know if I would really want, like, another Uncharted game, but now I'm thinking, okay, I really want to see what they can do with Uncharted with these different characters, because it was that enjoyable. Yeah. Like, it just really, it stayed true to the heart of what Uncharted was for me. Yep. At least from the for the fourth game. And, oh, that's what I'm saying. Chloe. I didn't like Chloe in the second game. Oh, really? I didn't really care for that much. I had the hots for Chloe. And this game, they added so much more character to her, and I became much more interested in who she was, with like her relationship with her dad, and yeah. like how she's kind of brought up this way. I loved how this the small little detail. She's never been to America because it's not old enough. Like, there's why would you go to America? There's nowhere yeah. for her to like excavate ruins and stuff. Um, so that was really, it was really solid. Anyone who hasn't played that, it is absolutely worth it. When we get to the deals, I think it's also half off this it week. It is. It is. Yeah, which is um, very much worthwhile for people. But let's talk about that Animal Crossing. This is kind of one of the news stories of the week, but Animal Crossing Pocket Camp was given a release date as of uh, of November 22nd, but it's November 21st recording this. How is it out already? It um, came out early. Yeah, it came out early. But um, I couldn't wait, <laughs> so I made a new iTunes account for – it was Australian. Oh, so my I could, gosh. So I could download it. Well, because at first I wasn't going to because I'm like, I don't want to put all this progress into – uh, into uh, Animal Crossing and then lose it when I bring it to over to America. Yeah. But your account information syncs to your Nintendo account. Oh, nice. So I still have everything, even though I was using the Australian. And it's uh, really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. It is definitely a mobile version of Animal Crossing. Like, it doesn't have the same, um, like, scope in terms of, like, you're in this town you're exploring. It's just these little tiny areas you can explore. And when I mean tiny, I mean... It takes you 15 seconds to explore each one. Not yes. a joke. Like, they're really, really small. Can you build but a two-story campsite? You, you can build a campsite, and you can have a camper that you can make two stories. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so th- there are some things I really like about it. There are some things that I'm not as crazy about. But it is also, hands down, the most full-fledged Nintendo port of one of their uh, one of their games. Oh, really? More so than it, Fire Emblem? I, I would say, yeah. Oh, Wow. There's because there's things that this does better than previous Animal Crossing games have done in the past. Animal Crossing games, people who don't know, are are basically you're just you're living in this town, you're building up your home, and you're getting to, to you build friendships with the animals who live in your town. But there's really no way to like track your progress of friendship or like kind of see like how good of friends you were with someone. 
Whereas this, you do requests for them, and you kind of raise up your friendship level with that character. So you can just see, like, oh, I'm better friends with them than I am with this other person. And then that also will build up your overall, like, friendship level. Gotcha. Which is cool as you don't need to pay any sort of microtransactions to work on that element of the game. They handle microtransactions really, really well. They're only really used to speed up progress of, like, different um, things you're making, different amenities you're making uh, for your campsite. They handle it well. I've never once, I've kind of been playing it for a few days, but I haven't felt compelled to buy anything. But I can see, I've already been in the situations where one would feel tempted to buy something. Yeah. So just like say, hey, come back in five hours and this will be done. Or you can spend a leaf ticket and it's done now. Basically, yeah. Okay. But they it scales the leaf tickets. So like I thought it'd be like, because I have something like 250-something leaf tickets right now that's just given to me. Like, they give you leaf tickets all the time. Okay. And I thought, oh, man, I'm going to, you know, if I just buy one leaf ticket to, to speed this up, that's so worth it. I have 250 of these. But if it's like, oh, it's eight hours to build this, you have to spend 90 leaf tickets to speed this up. But if it's only like a few minutes left, then it's one leaf ticket. So they gotcha. scale it based on how much time there is. But again, I, I would just kind of said, okay, I have these three things being crafted right now. I'm just going to leave them and yeah. I'll do other stuff in the game. There's always something else for you to do for like just doing little errands for your animal friends. It's really solid, but it's definitely is successful in what Nintendo has these mobile games for, which is, ooh, I want to do a full Animal Crossing experience. So I pulled out Animal Crossing with 3DS and kind of played with that for a little bit because so I want to So you don't think this is going to replace like the Switch version of the Animal Crossing? Absolutely not. No, no way. But again, the reason that makes this better than other Nintendo mobile ports or not mobile ports you know what i mean like yeah. mobile version of one of their ip is that i can see where this game will inspire the next one whereas like i didn't play super mario run and say oh man i can't wait for them to do all this great stuff in the next 2d mario game like it was just a scaled down version of a 2d mario game yeah this is scaled down animal crossing and more gotcha my only real complaint about it is that you can make your camper bigger but you can't make your campsite bigger yet. Maybe I haven't seen that yet. But you can't make your campsite bigger, which has kind of been the point of Animal Crossing games, is wherever you, whatever your homestead is, you can make that bigger over time. But you can't do that with the campsite, and it already feels really cramped. Like You can reduce certain... your footprint on nature. <laughs> By making your camper bigger and driving it around all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an electric <laughs> camper, and it hovers, so... It doesn't hover, but thanks for your input, Chad. Well, you bought the wrong camper. You need more leaf tickets. <laughs> uh, so it's really solid. I recommend anyone play that. It is awesome. I am. I had to. I love this though. I had to make that uh, Australian Apple ID, and I had to make a new email address for it. So I just need the email address. I want Animal Crossing iOS at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So and if you want to email me, I won't ever check that email address. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> You guys are all like hateful emails to that, and I'll never see them and assume we're still friends. Because <laughs> we don't argue in this podcast. No, of course not. Even if we're enemies. Um, so, Holden, did you play anything else? You said you had played a lot of things, but that's only like two things that I heard. No, I played uh, Last of Us yep. all the way through. Yep. Last of Us Left Behind, Lost Legacy, Animal Crossing. Okay. That's like two and a half. And then, and then I actually did play Super Mario Run. Oh, and Metroid. And Metroid, yeah. Super Metroid. Yeah. What a big I, change from last week. Yeah, last week last I was like, nothing. I got nothing, Chad. You talk for a while. Yep. And this, this time I ate some cookies week. while you talked. And I'm feeling yeah. 
Man, I ate too many cookies. I talked for too long. It's my fault. I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling nauseous. There's a gallon of milk getting warm on the table in front of me. (laughs) Well, we have a lot of podcasts left to do here. We do. I guess I'll drink that whole gallon. (laughs) Here we go. Milk was a bad choice. Bad choice. (laughs) Hey, guys. I have one new thing to introduce to you. A new segment. I don't know. Yeah, a segment, I guess. Uh, And a challenge to you. I pulled the trigger and got an Xbox. I got an Xbox One mm-hmm. S. I totally forgot about this. How, I know, how am I, right? I forget? I mean, it's in the show, na- show notes. And that is an S, Chad not an X. the Xbox checkbox. It's, it's, it's S, not an X, because S is in know Sam, which ones to buy. Not X is in Sam. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I got an Xbox One S, a bundle. We'll talk about it here in a, in a second. But I got it. It's coming to the apartment, and I need your help. So, if you are listening, tweet at splitscreengp. With some recommendations of what I've missed on Xbox over the last, uh, I guess it's been like six or seven years since I've played, and what it should play. And we're going to make it a new sec- uh, segment called the Xbox Checkbox. And I'll go through these and I'm like, cool, somebody suggested this game, I'll check that off the list. I like that. So tweet that at SplitScreenGP or email us, splitscreengamingpodcast at gmail.com. Hopefully and, uh, it happens more frequently than Holden's Backlog. <laughs> oh god, yeah, Holden's Backlog is, is R.I.P. Right. No, no, no. I'm actually working on Majora's Mask. So, still, still. Yeah. Well, no, I restarted it. Came it. Out. I restarted it because I never, I never played it. Nice, nice. I do have. I do want to let you guys know. I have. It comes with Battlefield One, so I already have that. I'm just gonna play the campaign. I'm not too much into the. I'm surprised you got the, that. It was there were no other well, bundles, or is that just the, the most appealing one? Here's the thing. So here, so Xbox One's. We'll get to in a second in the deals. They're on Black Friday deal for 189 just mm-hmm. the 500 gigabyte version itself. I was like, all right, I'll jump on that. Mostly because there's a girl I have a crush on who's begging me to play Cuphead. So, gotta buy an Xbox and play Cuphead. Because <laughs> I'm not going to buy a PC. Get out of here. Gross. Um, if so, we just lost so many listeners <laughs> to PC Master Races. Oh, pissed. right. Because they were so pleased with all of our PC coverage over the last 36 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's what kind of podcast we are, Chad. Have you not been paying attention? No. So the, there's a Battlefield 1 bundle from last year that obviously got discontinued because that game's not popular anymore. And there was some uh, company on Amazon still selling it for $1.99, brand new in box. I was like, all right, I'll jump on that. I'll spend 10 extra bucks, play a campaign that everybody loved, and get it it's early. It's one of those scams where you just get the picture of it. I know, right? <laughs> so i've got that coming there's a big old maybe we should just jump into these black friday deals let's do it so happy thanksgiving y'all i hope you guys spend some time with some family or friends or enemies or hookers whatever your your thanksgiving tradition is hopefully not all at the same time unless you have like a family of hookers like if everyone don't your family is a hooker i want you to spend time with them mm-hmm. you don't have to have sex with them that's your family that's gross get out of here do you think it's a popular time of the year for hookers is Thanksgiving? Like, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so upset I don't have a family. I need a hooker right no, now. No, <laughs> because everyone's eating so much food. That, That's right. You know, they you're just not can't. The for that. They're just like, ugh. Or they don't have money for food, but they have money for hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't buy a Thanksgiving feast because I spent my money on a hooker. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be a quote. so i wanted to just highlight a couple of video game related deals coming up if you're listening to this we're posting it tuesday night so wednesday you'll have to hear it and then thanksgiving and a lot of these games a lot of these deals are still you'll have to hear it on wednesday any other day it will not be available yes it will have to 
These are Black Friday deals, Holden. You can listen mm-hmm. to it on Thanksgiving. Also, nope. Thanksgiving will wishes are not will wishes is what I just said. Well wishes are not. Shut up. Get out of here. Shut up. The Thanksgiving wishing well. <laughs> oh man. I just wanted to start out by just calling out a couple of things. Hardware wise, PlayStation 4 one terabyte gaming console for 199. That's a slim That's a good deal. That's a good deal. And you can get that good pretty much everywhere in the world on Black Friday. Some of these uh some of the deals that I'm re- listing will go live on Friday. Some of them are already live. I think this is one mm-hmm. that goes live on Friday. Um, Xbox One S, as we just mentioned, 189 pretty much everywhere. If you shop at Target and you're like in-store, in-line, you get a $25 gift card too, which is cool. Um, controllers, 39 bucks for DualShock 4 and a bunch of different places. Amazon GameStop, Best Buy, Walmart. There's Oh, if you're in the... Looking for a pro. If you're in the market for a PlayStation 4 Pro, if you're one a terabyte professional console, PlayStation player. $349 at GameStop and Amazon. That's not bad. Or if you're looking to go retro and you don't want to do backwards compatibility, but you just want to go backwards, Xbox 360 gaming console for free after mail-in rebate. At, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's uh, very that one's crazy. At, that one's at GameStop. Because no one will do the mail-in rebate. That's why. You have know, right? to mail in the rebate, everyone. It's $60 for the console, and then you get a $60 mail-in rebate. Even um, $60 for the console is honestly not bad. I know, right? For it's kind of not. But that was, yeah, that's pretty good. And then, uh, so you're yeah, buying into a huge library of games. So you can pretty much get a good console. Uh, one of the new consoles, like the slim version of the S, for mm-hmm. about 200 bucks. Good shit. Uh, also, similar on PlayStation Plus, one-year membership, 40 bucks. Xbox Live, I'm going to jump on that one. Excuse Those me. deals are uh, 10 bucks for three months, which would make it around the same price. Uh, Amazon and GameStop. But here's a cool one. VR. If I'm ready you guys for are it. interested in jumping in on VR and you have a PlayStation, PlayStation VR, pretty much everywhere, the standalone bundle is $199. Holy which is, shit, really? I know, right? That's is half that the half price. off? That's half, that's off, half the, off what it launched at. Now it's two ninety nine for that bundle. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's fucking. That's what a great time to jump in on that. Now that does not come with like move controllers or a game. Still um, though, you're still getting it for way cheaper than you would otherwise. That's impressive. Yeah, that's good. There is also pretty much every single VR bundle. PlayStation VR bundle is a hundred dollars off, and there are now a bunch of bundles. One that I wanted to highlight was the new Skyrim bundle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely suggest if you're getting VR, get something with the move controllers in it, just because that's that's going to be the best way to play a lot of these things. So the PlayStation VR Skyrim Move Bundle comes with the move controllers, Skyrim, PSVR, and a camera. Three forty nine, normally four forty nine. So that's some hardware shit. Jump on that, and most of those you can do from the the convenience of your living room, which is nice. Uh, and then games. There's some... Holy crap. I'm so freaking excited for some of these games. I've already jumped on a couple of these. Um, so many new games, like Assassin's Creed Origins is half off at $29. Bucks, um, on a lot of the digital sites, like the Xbox Marketplace. Yeah, I was the, surprised by how many new games are on discount. Huge yeah. discounts, too. Assassin's Creed, Destiny 2, Evil Within 2, um, and Middle Earth... And Wolfenstein are mm-hmm. all at least half off. Some places you can even find them for twenty five bucks. That's fucking crazy. These games are like some of them are only a couple weeks old. Uh, you can also get Call of Duty World War Two for forty bucks at Amazon Best Buy. Doom is fifteen bucks 
at Amazon and Best Buy. That's which which version though? That's the PS4, PS4? Xbox okay. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Injustice Two, fourteen bucks. Amazon and GameStop. Mass Effect Andromeda for fifteen bucks. You know, apparently Whoa. that game is not that bad if you're willing to suffer through a little bit of it. But yeah, I have it. I'm I'm going to play that at some point. Don't I think it. for fifteen bucks, it's worth. Yeah, but I mean, out. you also have a lot of other things to play. So. Yes, I do. Resident Evil Seven, especially if you're getting a PSVR, twenty bucks. Amazon, Best Buy. Uh, fractured butthole. South Park fractured butthole. What an endearing, <laughs> disgusting, amazing game. Twenty nine bucks. Amazon, Walmart. Uh, and, uh, of course, almost all of these deals, we're listing, like, the physical retailers, but also they're on the Xbox Marketplace and PSN, which is really cool. So you can just, right now, on both of those, actually, you can go and get these deals if you're a Plus subscriber or Gold, Games of Gold. There's not too much on the Switch side of things, just because I guess the system's so new. And uh, mm-hmm. But Legend of Zelda Breath of the, War- Breath of the Wild Explorer Edition, 40 bucks. Should I say World? Shut Breath up. Breath of the World. Breath of the World. Hi. Link, beware! The October Harvest Moon is coming. Ah. <laughs> Call back to the Breath blood of the Wild. Moon. Whatever the fuck. Called a Blood Moon, Chad. Super Bomberman R. I played that actually with my niece and nephews. Is that That's good? fun. Yeah, twenty five bucks. That's not well. bad. Uh, PS4 games. Bloodborne, fifteen bucks. Oh, Horizon get that. Zero Dawn. Fifteen bucks. That's a steal. It's a steal. I know. Fifteen bucks. I know. Is that the complete edition, or is that just the one on its own? Like the. Uh, it doesn't specify. Doesn't specify. Well, anyway, either way, it's an amazing game. Yeah. But please, please buy that. Last of Us remastered for ten dollars. Ten dollars. Played it. Played it this week. Amazing game. You should yep. buy that. Nier Automata for twenty five bucks. Persona Five for thirty bucks. It's one of the Game of the Year nominees for the Game Awards. I really want to play that. I've never played Persona before. I really want to play Persona 5. That's a daunting one to jump into. I know, but it just gets getting such good reviews. I want to get that. Yep. Uncharted yeah. Lost Legacy for 20 bucks. Hats have that week. We just talked about that. Play it that, that this week. It's also a good game. Until Dawn, 15 bucks. Although, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you should already have that one for free, too. Yeah. Uh, and then Gears of War 4, 15 bucks for Xbox One. Halo 5 Guardians, mm-hmm. 15 bucks. Red Dead Redemption, $10. Great. That's game. it, man. I just wanted to highlight a couple of things game related. I just I'm so freaking floored by how many brand new games are so. Did you mention Bioshock? Uh, no, it's on the list. I didn't highlight that at all. But yeah, the Bioshock collection is 15 bucks at a lot of places as well. Mm-hmm. Or the Handsome collection for that was that was one that was very tempting for me because I've never played Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. And I'd I'd like to. You should. You should, you should. You should. You should. You should. Yeah. You should. So if you were to pick one of those games off that list, what would you pick? I already bought Wolfenstein two. Okay, so that's I bought it today on PSN. Then. Yep, and it's yeah, the downloading ones you, my PlayStation right now. I guess I'm gonna face the question of the ones you have played and said like, "Hey, if you haven't played this one, but you should play, which one is it?" Oh, of the ones that I've played, like, what's the I, best value there? Do you think? Oh, see, those are all different questions, Holden. The one no, I think you could get the they're most. They're pointing in the same direction. What's your recommendation? Honestly, um, I'm gonna give you two answers. I have two as well, so that's fair. Okay, I'm going to give you Horizon Zero Dawn for PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 and Resident Evil 7. Those are good choices. If you ha- especially if you have a PlayStation VR. Yeah, mine are both PlayStation as well. And if you haven't played Bloodborne, you got to pick Bloodborne. you got to get that. Boop, boop. If you haven't played Last of Us, $10 is such a steal for one of the greatest games ever oh, made. Oh, yeah. Did you see there's an article today that somebody found... A new enemy in Bloodborne that nobody had discovered yet. Really? 
three years later. Yeah, apparently in one of that's the... amazing. Like a, you're talking like a new boss, like just a new like grunt. Just a, enemy. Yeah, just a new enemy. There was it was like a flaming giant of some kind, or a, a giant <laughs> with a fiery hand. Apparently, it was in like one of the the gameplay demos or like show off things, teaser trailers. I don't know, yeah. the fuck you. I forget what they call them, like behind closed doors demos at yeah, like E3 or something. And it was an enemy that people had played as there. But then no one just ever saw it in the real game, and they assumed, oh, I guess that's just an unused asset, and they cut that character. And no, then there. November 2017, <laughs> three years later, somebody <laughs> finds it in one of the Chalice Dungeons. I'm like, what? That's hysterical. That's so crazy. So I wonder how Probably because other... no one played the Chalice Dungeons. Are you kidding me? I played the shit out of those Chalice Dungeons. I have the Platinum Trophy in that game, man. I could never find some of the uh, the components necessary to get into certain Chalice Dungeons. You get them from the other Chalice Dungeons. Gotcha. You dumb bitch. I'm a dumb bitch. We don't fight on this podcast. That's why you just agreed you're a dumb bitch. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. <laughs> oh, Black Friday deals. That was a lot more listing than I anticipated that to be in my head. Yeah. But lots of good shit. I got bored. I'm not going to lie, Chad. I got very bored. Right in. Let us know what you, what you picked up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Chad. Don't get mad at me. Don't hate me. So two things you need to write in so far. One, Xbox checkbox. Tweet at splitscreengp. Mm-hmm. Or email splitscreengamingpodcast at gmail.com. Or Facebook. How the fuck you want to contact me? Contact me. Use a hashtag Xbox checkbox. Uh, and then, yeah, tell us what games you picked up this week. Hold on, what else a, you got? I have a request. I have a request for you, okay. actually. I want, to see, I want to see Sunset Overdrive. I want to see what that's like. You're going to put that on my Xbox checkbox? I'm putting that on your Xbox checkbox. I'm going to make a note right now called Xbox checkbox, and I'm putting that on there. Xbox checkbox. Also Boom. because they're making the Spider-Man game, Zomniac. It'd be cool to see how one inspired, how was Sunset Overdrive inspired Spider-Man. Sunset Overdrive, also $7.50 on Microsoft Marketplace for the Black Friday deal. So I'm, of course, going to jump on that. You should. Also, well, Xbox Game Pass is like $1 for the first month if I wanted to try yeah. it. Yeah. I'm so And pumped. Gears of War 4 was just added to it. I know, your mom. Mm-hmm. She agrees. <sighs> so... We have another new segment this new week. New segment? This is oh, my God. A, We're this is evolving. A we just became a, a riot you. <laughs> this is a revolutionary episode of Supposed to Give Me Podcast. Two new segments. Our most ambitious episode to date. You remember when it we is tried actually to do that at the beginning of every episode? episode? Yeah, we wanted to, and we just never had it. did it for, like, two episodes. This is I, our most me... ambitious episode to date. <laughs> we're bringing this episode to the next level. Oh, my God. It was just, it was the idea was we were going to mock the developers who get on stage during E3, be like, this is our most ambitious project we've ever worked on. Well, good. Every single time. Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> we went small scale for this game, really went back to our roots. I actually do hear that. We went back to our roots. Yep. Yep. World War so, II. We have a new segment. I'm yep. very excited about this. We can't play every game. Can you play every game, Chad? I can't play it. Oh, yeah, I can. I, you can? But I also want to, like, work my job and pay rent Oh, that's things. a good point. Yeah. But, yeah, I can. Yeah. So, I still want to talk about most games that come out, so I want to do a review roundup every week, which is yeah! kind of like, here are the games that came out this week, here's what they're being uh, talked about. So, so go, talk I have, me through the process of, well, how do you gather these reviews? Do you go to Metacritic? Do you gather Yeah, I go to Metacritic, generally, and then just kind of looking through the reviews and seeing what was the highest review, what was the lowest review, and kind of what are the criticisms or the positive cool. things people are saying about the games. And so what do you we have, have this week. We have a few games. So we're going to have Star Wars Battlefront 2, which will be the last one because it's going to feed right into our segment uh, after this. I thought this. the news stories was going to feed into our segment. We have Good too many point. things that are feeding. I know you have too many things that are feeding. It's just feeding it's a mess. We got LA Noir, 
We got Skyrim oh, yeah. coming out on the Switch, and then we have Pokemon Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. It's actually a pretty big week to do this segment. Yeah. So I about let's. Eleanor. Let's start with Ellie Noir, because it's actually probably the, the least interesting out of all of these. <laughs> <laughs> medic- Tell us how medic- you feel. It's not how I feel. It's how the world feels, Chad. Oh, you're right. It got a you're 78 right. on Metacritic. So it's not... That's it's, actually pretty good, right? It's pretty good, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's for the... It, they didn't seem to have a distinction between the Switch version and the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Is that higher than the original Ellie Noir got? I think it's the same, honestly. I think it's about the same. Well, you, you keep talking. I'll look it up, yeah. Yeah. So basically, the, the biggest thing that people are saying is, is that... The motion scan has aged very, very well. The motion scan system essentially was uh, what Rockstar did was they they recorded all these actors' faces and got all the data to make very, very realistic facial animations because you're interrogating these people and you want to see if they're lying or not. Uh, you're, you're playing as a cop interrogating people. So that has aged really well, apparently. Even though the rest of the graphics haven't really aged quite as well, they still think that the facial animations have have are still at a very high caliber even by today's standards which kind of looking at some of the footage it really does look pretty good still the original early noir got an 89 by the way 89 oh okay so this is less okay yeah but still 78 is not terrible no um on all three systems apparently it is worth it like there's not really one system where it's like this is like it doesn't run very well it runs pretty well on all of them that said on the switch version um, it doesn't have the higher resolution textures. It's not in 1080p that you get in the PS4 or the Xbox One. And there is a difference in docked versus undocked mode to the Switch. Oh, really? Kind of the, yeah. So, like, when you're in undocked mode, in handheld mode, the draw distances aren't as good. It can get a little choppier. The textures don't come in quite as clearly. But when you're in docked mode, it's fine. So, so 20% of the people the who play their Switch on the docked mode <laughs> will be just <laughs> fine with this game. Yes. Pokemon Ultra uh, Sun and Ultra Moon. Ooh. Got an 87 on Metacritic. That's kind of low for Pokemon, isn't it? Um, compared to other Pokemon games, I'm not sure. Look that one up for me, Jack. I will look that one up. Specifically, I want to see compared to Sun and Moon. I'm just going to keep asking you questions that you don't know about. <laughs> um, the So the, the highest review score on this was from Nintendo Life. They gave it 100 uh, out of 100. And then the lowest score on Metacritic um, is from the Daily Dot, and they gave it a 70. The overall consensus I'm seeing is, is that it's a really good Pokemon game. Yeah. But I think some people thought this was going to be like Pokemon Black 2 or White 2, where it was a sequel to Black and White. This is more like Crystal or Emerald, a refined yeah. version of the same game, but they're releasing two different versions because yeah. money. And there are some new features, like the ability to go back in portals to other locations and grab yeah, legendary like, Pokemon. Yeah, like Platinum did that. So they had Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, and Platinum kind of did the same thing. There's like a new dimension you can go into. So it sounds like it's just kind of more like refinement. One notable thing that was interesting to me is that they um, they sped up the beginning of the game. So you're getting your starter Pokemon faster. You're getting into things a lot faster, which I went to replay that after I got gold and silver yeah. on my 3DS, and... It is a like Sun and Moon are slow to start. It took a while before I even got my starter Pokemon. It took a while before I even got out of my house. Like the opening, like yeah. talking to your mom stuff took forever. So that's kind of cool. But honestly, like this just makes me not want to buy this game. I, uh, by the way, I looked up the scores and that's actually high for Pokemon. Most Pokemon are really like in the low 80s. That's interesting because this is, seems like it's just a rehash of the, of the last one. It's the exact same score Pokemon Sun and Moon got. Oh, is it really? Yep. That's funny because it's supposed to be better in every way, but 
The story is also apparently largely identical, minus a group of characters that kind of come in and interject. And then, like, about 75% through the game, once you make it to the fourth island, then there's like, oh, this is totally different now. I think I made so, it to the second island, and I think that's where I stopped. It's worth playing. It's a good yeah. game. Yeah. Cool. What's next? Um, After that, we got Skyrim. Let me go back to my notes. Skyrim! So Skyrim got an 84 on Metacritic. And that's out just for Switch, right? Does that include uh, the VR? Yeah, just for, this VR is just version? the Switch version. This isn't the VR okay. version. This is the Switch version um, of the game. And it is the whole version of Skyrim. Like, yeah. it, all the DLC, all that is there. The only thing that's really missing is the mod support. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, yeah. every reviewer has kind of said, well, this can be forgiven because there's so much content in the game, you'll never run out of things to do still. Why but do you need mod support when you've got Link's shield and sword? That's the only modern Nintendo person would probably add to their yep. game anyway. <laughs> um, they do say that stuff is kind of cool. And what's interesting about that that gear, the Zelda, so you have the Champion's Tunic you get in Breath of the Wild, as well as the Hylian Shield and the Master Sword. They are able to scale higher than most weapons in Skyrim typically would, so you can use them for longer. Because someone who has those items probably wants to use them for a long time. Yeah. What I thought was interesting is that this is not the original version of the game. It is not the original version scaled up. It is the special edition slightly scaled down. Yeah, I saw some graphics comparisons between it and the remaster and the original. Yeah. So it's really missing all the the lighting effects and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, it is the the improved version of the game, which is very, very cool. Apparently, it runs at a really solid 30 frames per second, even in uh, undocked modes when you're in handheld. Good. So for most of uh, Switch players, they'll have a good experience with that. The, uh, the only wonky thing that's like a new addition is the motion controls. Apparently, they work well if you're using like a bow or a ranged weapon of some kind, oh, or yeah. similarly to Breath of the Wild. But if you're using it for melee weapons, apparently, it's kind of a mess. Oh. Yeah, yeah. melee and, and waggle is weird. It is. Skyward Sword was the weakest of the Zelda games for that very reason. Not good, not good. No. And then we have, I wrote so much in the Star Wars Battlefront 2. I almost, so what do you think? Do you want to hold this off until we talk about yeah, the yeah, game yeah, itself? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we're going to talk, talk about, about so on. let's jump into some news stories real quick. News, 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 news. That's our news jingle. <laughs> uh, so many new things this week, right? News jingles. Yeah. Who knew? Most of these news stories are related to Star Wars Battlefront. But. I know, right? That's it. What's so weird <laughs> is that there's so many things since last week. It seemed like every single day there was a new, oh, Battlefield 2 fucked up this way. <laughs> but let's try to, where let's do try to avoid where, this for now. Yeah, let's avoid it for right now, and then we'll come back into that. That's fair. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where we left off on Battlefront 2 I was just gonna by say that. looking I at my stories and saying, all right, which one of these is the oldest story? So I'll, I'll jump into it uh, first okay. right now. So GameStop a little while ago um, unveiled their own Games Unlimited where you could pay 60 bucks and then you could basically just check out any used game you wanted. And after the six-month period, you could just keep one of the, the used games. And it was like, oh, cool, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. awesome. And they got rid of it. It hadn't even started yet. The program's already over. Yep. That's Well, apparently it did start up for like some test market. Because it's been being tested for a while, yeah. yeah but the, the but global launch, yeah. people who were part or of the it, US they launch. got re, they got uh, refunded, and then they could actually keep a game. Yeah, if you so were they did well the by their by the people who who bought into it, but it's still kind of ridiculous. Like, what could have possibly happened in the background? I saw some rumors saying that it was like the computer systems of the store that didn't know how to handle the rental process like that, so they kind of shut it down until they can update those. 
that's ridiculous. And that's something they should have figured out well before three days before the launch (laughs) of the system. Like, yeah, I mean, good for them though, for having the balls to be like, you know what? Yeah. We announced this great new thing, but we're just, we're going to cut it for now. We'll come back to it later. It sounds like they're going to bring it back once they figure it out. So look forward to that. Hopefully I have a suspicion they're going to bring it back and it can only be used if you're already a, uh, a power up player, whatever they call their, their system. Yeah. Power rewards. I think. Power up rewards, yeah. I I have no idea. We'll we'll see. Um, do you want to go? <laughs> well, my only news stories that aren't Star Wars are uh, that one <laughs> and Animal Crossing release date. So you keep well, going until we get. To I Star got some Wars. news stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have. Um, okay, so Hitman uh, is gonna have elusive targets coming back. Do you do you know the elusive targets are? Yeah, Gary Busey. Gary Busey was one of them. Yeah. So yep. elusive targets is a really cool concept. It is. When you're playing Hitman, the whole game is you're trying to kill a target. In oh the my game. god, that's but, I get it. Hitman. <laughs> you get it? It people. makes sense yeah. now? Yeah. In elusive targets, you have one chance. So like between this you day got one and this shot, day. One opportunity. Go, <laughs> Do not miss your chance to whatever. This opportunity and that comes song once in a plays lifetime. The whole time. <laughs> and Gary um, has a tub of mom's spaghetti. They're bringing that mode back temporarily, which is awesome. I can't wait because that was probably one of the more fun things in Hitman. There was a sense of urgency and caution that kind of played well in that. It Are they fun. bringing back the elusive targets like themselves? Like no, they're new ones. again. Okay, yeah, they're new ones. Yeah, they're new ones. And we have. Well, I thought that was interesting. There are two video game related, uh, two video game movie related stories this week. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you actually didn't have the story for one of these, because one of these is pretty surprising. Um, Star Wars is on the mind. That's it. That's true. That's true. The first one is the first trailer for Rampage. Do you see the trailer for Rampage? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) If that doesn't look like one of the worst video game movies coming out, it looks pretty terrible. And Dwayne The Rock is like, you guys, we fucked up with Doom, but we're going to make this one right. Did he say that? Yep. Oh, my God. So, first of all, this is probably just a generational thing. I've never heard of Rampage before. You've never heard of it? I've never, I've never played it, but I've definitely it. heard of it. I've never heard of it before. And I would say if I'm pretty... I, I know a lot about video games at this point. If I haven't heard of it, I bet a lot of people haven't heard of Rampage before. Your mom. It, to me, this just looked like a monster movie with a giant gorilla and a crocodile in the river of a city. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson yelling "George" really loud through, from a helicopter. It looks terrible. It looks Dwayne really shut stupid. down the city so much for that filming. <laughs> is oh, is it filmed in Chicago? Yeah, it's Chicago. You oh, didn't recognize hilarious. it? No. You idiot! I'm stupid. I wasn't looking at that closely. I was just too. I was too busy rolling my eyes. I was looking at the ceiling while I was watching the trailer. Nice, That's my excuse. Nice. The other one is a rumor. Uh, coming from the Wall Street Journal, which gives it some credence, I would Ooh, say. WSJ. Um, or the guess, yay, as some guess say. Guess what gaming IP, the uh, Illumination Studios, the creators Mario! of... Mario! Mario! I forgot about this story, yeah. Yeah, so apparently there's going to be a Mario movie from the guys who made the Minions movie, who made Despicable Me, who made Sing. I'm worried... I just think that doesn't sound so great. I didn't hate Despicable yeah. Me. I liked the first one. I just don't want those. I don't want these. I don't want Mario to be touched, like Zelda to be touched by like anyone else. That's well, like for a movie. No. I don't know. It just. It's gonna be a kids I'm movie. It's me, kids movie. Yeah, I'm and just, these I don't movies know. I'm worried. fucking nailed it with kids. Mm-hmm. Minions are the most popular thing in America ever in the world. So yeah, 
I, I'm I'm worried, but who knows? Yeah. I'm probably still gonna go see it. Oh, absolutely. That's me. Yeah, I'd go see the original Super Mario Bros. movie if it were in theaters again. <laughs> I did watch a few clips. It's bad, but I watched it's a few fun clips. And stupid. And I'm like, this is unrecognizable as Mario. Like they, there was a scene where they went to this nightclub or something like that, and Mario is hitting on this woman. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Like this is not even remotely close to what Mario should be. I don't. I need to watch it. Um, in, in its entirety, just to like. This is like a, a a masochist side, like just to yeah. hate myself. Basically, I'll watch it. I love how the Goombas are like these enormous, like in the game, they're these little tiny things, but in the in yeah. the movie, they're the enormous things. And the guy with the harmonica in front of oh man, I'm gonna watch that movie again. <laughs> um, I got two stories left that aren't related to Battlefront Two. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, sorry, I had three stories actually. This is kind of related to Battlefront Two, but not really. So. Amongst all this issues with microtransactions, all that fun stuff from EA that we talked about last week and we'll talk about more later on, CD Projekt Red was in a uh, like some sort of financial meeting of some kind, uh, talking to investors, and they said that they're using the game Gwent to look at how to offer games as a service and kind of how that looks like from their end. And people started going crazy, getting really upset that apparently... Um, they, they, they're worried that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be a game as, uh, as a service. It has everyone totally worried. And for anyone who doesn't know, CD Projekt Red made The Witcher 3. Yeah, they made The Witcher 3. And they came, basically came out and they literally used the term bullshit. That is bullshit. We're not doing that. Yeah. Like, it is going to be a, just like The Witcher, a massive single player game. And they Will said you read something. the quote they said? Oh, yeah, I'm trying to find it. Actually, I had it and I don't have it right now for some reason. Ah, uh, fine. I'll, I'll bring it up. I've got Do it. Do you have it? I think I have it. I think I have it. Well, we can both read it in tandem. No, let's not do that. <laughs> okay. Um, the ending of the quote, at least, is um, you get what you pay for. No bullshit. Just honest gaming um, like with Wild Hunt. We leave greed to the others. Shots fired Cyberpunk 27. Yeah, Bell, that was pretty Bell awesome. Bell. No catch. You get what you pay for. That's awesome. That was yeah. really fantastic. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they won't make a game in the future that's game as a service, as they said they're looking into it. But Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is not, and just because it's game as service doesn't mean you're being predatory towards your customers. Exactly. Well, I think what's biggest, and well, definitely this is kind of a nice segue. It's it's all about transparency, and I feel like CD Projekt yeah. Red is perfect with that. So they're like, hey, yeah. no bullshit. This is what's happening in our game. Yeah. What company says that's bullshit? Yep. Like, that's not like us putting the words in the mouth. They said the word bullshit. That's just... Well, technically, according to the quote, they said bull S blank, blank, blank. No, in the actual tweet, they do say bullshit. Okay. Yeah. You're allowed to tweet bullshit? Yeah, you can curse on... You can say you can say really terrible things on Twitter. I know, just ask our president. <laughs> We're not political on this podcast, but I agree with you. <laughs> um, all right, so this is a cool story. I actually just found this one today. Splatoon 2 is getting a huge update. Tell me. Oh, I saw this update, but or I saw this headline, but I don't care about Splatoon 2, so tell me it's about it. It's pretty big, so there's going to be tons of new like gear and weapons, that kind of stuff. That's all fun in games. Four new stages and a whole new um, game mode called Clam Blitz. Tell me about Clam Blitz. I hope there's more wieners, because I think I remember us deciding that everything in Splatoon 2 is a wiener. I don't remember that, but no? I can tell you. You're talking that's, about the fish with the big wieners news. on their heads and you're squirting sperm everywhere? <laughs> we've talked about this. I'm sure we've talked about this, yeah. So um, 
there was only a little video that showed the clam blitz, but basically it looked like you are collecting these little like, clamshells all over the place, and they follow behind you, like in a line of clamshells. And then you use those clamshells to hit something in your opponent's end of the map, it looks like. So I'm not quite sure what the gameplay looks like. They're kind of teasing it for right now. But it looks pretty cool. Great. Exciting stuff. Yeah. I like Splatoon 2. I it's hope actually that's on a probably... kiosk at Best Buy, because then I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I would say Splatoon 2 is probably one of my favorite games this year. I really like that game a lot. Yeah? Yeah, I love that game. It's Good really, for that really fun. game, man. I'm getting that game for my brother for Christmas so I can play it online with him because I really Aww. want to play it online with him. It's going to be really fun. Just realized there's actually another news story I did not write down. Oh, my but this God. this is actually a pretty big news story, actually. Tell me. Um, so I told you about the guys Easy Allies, right? Yes. You should listen to their podcast, by the way. It's a really good podcast. You can tell me that as many times as you like, but I'm not going to do it on principle just because you told me to. <laughs> so one of the guys on the podcast, uh, uh, Damiani or something like that, he – has pretty good industry connections. He's been right about a lot of things, just from what I've been listening to this year. <laughs> I and want somebody to have that as a descriptor for me. Chad Ennis, he's been right about a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, like, about predictions and saying, like, hey, someone in the industry told me X, and then X ends up happening, like, a week later. Yeah. Well, he says that um, Pokemon on Switch, originally, they were planning on just making it a Pokemon game. Yeah. Because they sell really well, why shake up the formula? They've also been afraid to change the formula because it's such a huge franchise. If you mess it up, that could be really detrimental. Also, their main source of revenue yep. is that game. Actually, it's probably their only source of revenue, really. So they got inspired by Breath of the Wild. Not necessarily in the gameplay mechanics and all that, but just kind of like, oh, so here's a franchise that really shook things up a lot, changed the game for their, you know, their franchise... And it was really successful and very well received and sold tons and tons of copies. Maybe a Pokemon game that changes up the battle system to make it different than it's been before would be really huge. And instead of eight gym leaders, you just now do four lifeless husks of a robot. That sounds wonderful. I can't wait. I mean, it's Breath of the Wild right there for you. So. <laughs> Breath of the Wild was not lifeless. The game was no, We're talking about Pokemon. Shut up. Get back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so that's that's the story basically. Is that apparently they're looking to really shake things up with the Pokemon franchise with the Switch version, which has kind of been the trend on Switch thus far. Yeah, I mean Zelda shook things up. Mario has um, shaken things up. Mario Kart two items. Actually, that for I know played, that was a big deal for you. <laughs> it was a big deal for me, and I still think it's a big deal. It changed my strategy a lot. Yeah, so uh, that's exciting. I'll I'll absolutely get that. I'm oh, a yeah. casual enough. I, I still play Pokemon Go every day because that's crack cocaine. And I'm a casual enough Pokemon fan of the games. Here's how I know you're addicted to Pokemon Go. You've said so many times, I'm going to stop playing it. <laughs> I can quit whenever I want, I promise. Okay, I'm not addicted. I've only spent probably about $100 on it. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that's exciting news. I would definitely buy it too. Like I'm not yeah. gonna buy Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon because I feel like from what I'm hearing, it's largely the same thing. But if like a new Pokemon game came out, absolutely, yeah. I would get that. But yeah, what yeah. dichotomy can they use for the next gaming for the next naming scheme? Uh, milk and almond milk. <laughs> that would be or milk and chocolate yeah. milk. Pokemon almond and cashew. <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> vegan and carnivore. <laughs> And in one game, you can only find, like, Charizards or things that eat meat. Or 
they'll take like the Android route and they'll like how Android did KitKat and have like a brand behind it. They'll yep. do like Pokemon, Pepsi, and Coke. <laughs> That'd be really go. funny. There yeah. you go. So that's all the news I got. That's not related to Star Wars Battlefront. Oh man. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have one more, but this ties into to Star Wars and leads us okay. brings us right there. Okay. This is definitely just a story of EA saying, hey, we need some good press about ourselves out there right now amongst all this crap. EA's untitled new action game has features no one's ever seen before. Oh, yeah. And here's how I know that it's just a story they want to get out there because of all this bad shit in the news around them. The game's probably not coming out until 2021. Yep. yep. <laughs> so let's start talking about it now. <laughs> Somebody, please get us some good press. It's coming from Motive, EA Motive, which um, is the the makers of the single player campaign of Star Wars Battlefront Two, which did not get great reviews, as we'll get into. Yeah, <laughs> so I found where we left off. Oh, where we, so where we leave so off? So we left off with the saga of Star Wars Battlefront Two. If you, for some reason, only get your news from us, stop it. Educate yourself. Just <laughs> listen to this podcast for our opinions on the news. But we left off last time with. The spreadsheet that said, hey, it takes like $21,000 or some insane amount of hours to unlock everything. Mm-hmm. $21,000? Um, is that legit? So, sorry, no, $2,100. Okay. That's still yeah. a lot. Yeah, still a lot. That's like Since... buying every game console, a good gaming PC, most of the games that came out that year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Since then, I just want to do a quick rundown of the highlights of what fucked up every single day. Since then... There was a headline, EA to reduce Star Wars Battlefront 2 hero costs by 75%. So instead of costing $60,000 or 60,000 credits to unlock Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker, it now costs uh what was it? 15,000 or 15,000, yeah. yeah. And by the way, it also now takes you longer to earn the same amount of credits you would have gotten before these reductions right so when you so normally would earn of... twenty thousand at the end of the campaign you now earn five thousand yeah so they cut everything down by 75 percent basically not everything but, but a, like a lot of yeah. the big progression items yeah and but so, the fact that they could bring it down by that much only speaks to how much they wanted to rip people off yeah it's kind of gross very gross. next there was an assurement from the from the developers saying Star Wars Battlefront 2 won't favor players who purchase loot boxes. They're like, oh, don't worry. Our matchmaking system will make sure that we match you up with, based on items in your inventory and the number of hours you played, as well as your skill level and things like that. So don't worry. Even if somebody pays a lot of money to unlock these heroes, if they've only played for two hours, but you've played for 40, don't worry. We won't match them up with you. It's like, oh, That sounds like complete horseshit. Yep. That was... Article number two. Next. All right, we admit we have a problem. Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> 2 dev vows to fix, quote-unquote, progression system issues. That came out in the AMA they had on Reddit, right? Uh, I, I believe know, I'm so. actually reading these headlines from IGN. But, they're, they're yeah, they're like, yeah, we get it. We're going to fix these progression issues. We got it. And for those of you who, for some reason, don't know, everything is tied to random loot boxes to, to power up your yeah, characters. Yeah, Let's explain that system just for people who don't who don't. Yeah, know. so you have these different classes you can play as, different characters you can play as, but in order to power them up, it's not as simple as, oh, I'm going to play this class more or this character more, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they get stronger. No. Yeah, so you feel like being a sniper, you can't just play as a sniper and become a better sniper. Exactly. It doesn't you work that way. You earn credits at the end of uh, 
missions and things like that and matches, and then you use those credits to buy loot boxes, which unlock star cards, which are random and might give you a bunch of buffs for a character you don't even have yet or a bunch of buffs for a character you hate or don't want to play But when as. you get that character, they'll be so much better. <laughs> yeah, but you hate that character. <laughs> so... That's kind of the one of the big fuck yous is, oh, however you want to play, we don't care. We're just going to randomize your rewards. Yeah, you can also get the same thing over and over again. And also the loot boxes just cost so much, even still, yeah. which will, even though they've dropped the microtransactions, we'll get to that. It takes, you get 400 credits per match. Yeah, on average between 150 to 400. Yeah, um, so 400 on the high end. It's 4,000 credits to open up a, another loot box. I know. Like, that's Stupid. crazy. If each match is like around like 10 minutes, we'd say, we'll say, that's almost two hours before you can buy yeah. a loot box and progress at all, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> but don't worry, you can buy yeah. one. So, not anymore. They vow, <laughs> temporarily. They vow to fix their progression issues. And then finally, I think this was the day before the game came out, mm-hmm. in an unprecedented move, they stripped microtransactions completely. And in a quote on Kotaku here, uh, we hear you loud and clear, so we're turning off all in-game purchases, wrote Oscar Gabrielson, GM of Battlefront 2 developer DICE, in a blog post this evening. We will now spend more time listening, adjusting, balancing, and tuning. This means that the option to purchase crystals in the game is now offline, and all progressions will be earned through gameplay. The ability to purchase crystals in-game will become available at a later date, only after we've made changes to the game. We'll share more details as we work through this. So crystals are what you can buy in order with real life money in order to progress and get more loot boxes without having to play. So you have credits and you have crystals. <coughs> you have two different types of currency in the game. Yep. Fun. That's fucking incredible that it went so far that they completely stripped all purchasing with real money their yeah. loot boxes still exist in the game that's still your progression system but you can't now pay money in order to get them mm-hmm. so it, it would be really great if all this happened because people were outraged and having the refunds and that kind of stuff apparently from just from rumor there's obviously there's no press release about this but apparently that's not what happened apparently disney went to ea and basically said, uh, yeah, we can't have this. Star yeah, Wars Bob is coming Iger. out next month. Like, yep. this ain't happening. Fix this. So it wasn't because EA just like, oh, we let down our fans. I'm Well, I'm sure that our fans had some play in this. Well, yeah, by yelling and screaming. Uh, just, justfully. I'm not trying to, like, yeah. you know, say you're whining babies or something like that. You were to- everyone was justified in complaining about this. Yeah. But it was that, that outrage, the, the yelling and the screaming about it, that led to bad press that led to Disney going to EA. Yep. So, and it wasn't, and they're shutting them down temporarily. So they're going to bring it back. I mean, their terminology is like, oh, don't yeah. worry, guys. You'll be able to pay for stuff pretty soon. Don't worry about it. Yep. Once Last Jedi comes out <laughs> and does well at the box office, well, this will all be fixed. Don't worry. Once all these parents buy this game for the kids at Christmas, we'll turn it right back on right as Christmas hits so everyone can spend money again. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all, I don't know, like, would you consider this a win for gamers? I do. I feel like this year has been slowly pushing the point of how far can we go and charge people? How gross can we get before they revolt? And it started Mm -hmm. with things like NBA 2K18 with Mm -hmm. paying money for change your haircut in the game. 
Yeah. And then it went to Shadow of War, and it's like, well, we have this really long campaign, but if you don't want to grind through all of it, you can pay to unlock extra orcs and things like that. And we're like, oh, that sounds kind of gross. Are you padding your game? And then we get to mm-hmm. this, where it is pretty much straight up pay to win or pay to get the most powerful characters. Yeah. And w- the gaming community finally had enough, and they revolted. And some of it was super uncalled for. Like, death threats are never okay. Yeah, that's the only I wanted to say is that nope. it's, like, this This is a stupid, like, this is a stupid situation. EA is treating us horribly. It's never okay to do death threats. And also, no. they're targeted, not that you should send a death threat out, but they're targeted in the wrong direction. The death threats are going to the developers of the game, who are not at fault at all in this, I don't think. I don't know at all. No, I, I would say that. I don't think it's the developer's fault. I think this is an EA business decision, and they basically told the developers, this is how you're making the game. And the developer said, like, DICE is like, we gotta do what EA says. They're the ones who uh, have the budget behind our game. They're financing right. all of it. Like, they didn't really have a say to say, no, I don't know, this doesn't sound right, you guys. I feel like the, that's a little unfair on EA's point. I mean, yeah, EA, I'm sure, is all about like, yeah, let's find ways that we can get the most money out of these people because obviously, yeah, they're business. Mm-hmm. But while they may say, you need microtransactions in your game, we need to have mm-hmm. a way to continue charging these people as they play, uh, it's ultimately up to the developer as to, all right, what systems are we going to put in the game? How are yeah, we going to encourage system- that? The How, progression yeah. system is what's on the developer's fault. Absolutely, right. yeah. And that is part of what's so gross about this is that the progression system itself is gross and then you have to pay money in order to get more random things to unlock any yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. But I think I mean, we'll never – this thing we'll probably find out in a few years, like what were the inner workings of the situation as developers Yeah, I'm sure we'll see and, a Jason Trier article on it on Kotaku yeah. going in depth with it. But I don't know. I just I, – I see this and it just seems like it was all a business decision – and developers could said like, hey, we really want to make the microtransactions. We're going to make it for clothing and stuff like that. And EA was like, no, like it needs to be tied to something that's going to incentivize more. Right. Like they could have just been giving vague hints like that. And then the developers decided, hey, yeah, we, all right, we'll tie it to the progression system of the game. That will be a heavy incentivizer to put money down because you have to. But ultimately, yeah. I, I really just feel like this is an EA decision. So like I was looking into this and... um. Andrew uh, Wilson is the CEO of, of EA. He came from EA Sports, and I saw an interview with him in 2012. I can't remember who it was from, but he basically said, this is when he was head of EA Sports and not the CEO of EA, he was talking about how it is adamant that we put in excuse me, um, games to services as a model because our customers want new experiences every single day. We need to offer that to them. So how are we going to do that? We're going to... Um, have to create payment models basically that allow a constant, you know, funnel of, of money coming in. Yeah. He's now the head of the, of EA. So that mentality is coming from the top and down. Yep. So I really feel like, and not that he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's just, he's a businessman. Yeah. He's a little more business minded rather than player minded. Yeah. But I, I, we hit a wall and we said, this is not okay. Yeah. And, Finally, they said, all right, cool. We got to rework this. I'm sure mm-hmm. something else. At first, it was online passes, and those got gross. We said too much. They took yeah. that away. Then came season passes, and then those slowly are now turning into microtransactions and loot boxes and mm-hmm. now pay to win. We're like, nope. So I'm sure they'll, yeah. quote, unquote, fix this system 
and then start developing, okay, cool. What's the next thing we can start pushing a little bit and a little bit at a time until – Yeah, but I mean that, that's how this works. And exactly. I think that's why this is a win for gamers because, like, the company's going to say, okay, we made money this way. How can we make more money? Because that's what companies are supposed to do. They're supposed to right. find ways to make more money. Yep. Can't fault them for that. They went really – like, instead of kind of pushing, they shoved. <laughs> yeah. And then we shoved back, and we are hopefully going to find a, a fairer middle ground there but i think like the lesson from this for me is i think the takeaway is that microtransactions aren't bad no i don't think that they're bad i just think it depends on how they get handled like i'm liking how they're getting handled in animal crossing pocket camp because i don't feel like i have to use them to enjoy the game if i want to just play animal crossing for a few minutes every day i'm not forced to to do that to to still enjoy the game whereas battlefront like if i want to play that game and have fun i have to buy loot boxes because someone else is going to have better equipment than me and i'm going to go into a match even if i'm a really skilled first person shooter fan and i'm going to get killed because i don't have the perk that gives my gun more damage or something like that so it's just kind of unfair or even some extreme examples i thought this was ridiculous so thank god they changed this and gave all the heroes out for free let's say that you spent so much time getting luke skywalker because that's the guy you wanted. It took you forever to get it. You couldn't get any other benefits for anything else in the game because those credits were not were only spent on Luke Skywalker because that's how long it takes to get him. Yep. Even at the 10 hours that it is now, you go to do a hero versus heroes match, right? If someone else is playing as Luke Skywalker, guess what? You can't play. Yeah. Because someone else is already playing as Luke Skywalker. Like that, in, that inhibits your ability to enjoy that game. I think that's kind yep. of the line we found is... If I have to buy money, if I have to pay money to, to enjoy the game, even after I've already put $60 down to get this game, that's a shame. Yep. Here's something else I'm noticing, too, is that um, this is actually something that I heard a lot when uh, the Zelda DLC was announced, like a few days before the game came out. And everyone's like, oh, they, they're taking content out of the game to charge for it later. That's ridiculous. And everyone's like, no, 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 that's not what's happening. Like, we're making all that stuff after we've you know released this game. And that's also been a big complaint about DLC in general was you're taking a chunk of the game out so you can sell it back right and later those stemmed on. And people... from when like you would just download a 500 kilobyte patch and it would unlock something on the disc yeah, yeah. exactly and like that's not cool either but people are upset because it's like oh you made that content for this game it's but it's that's not included in the 60 dollars price one of the game yeah. that's exactly what microtransactions are is we built this stuff within the scope of the 60 dollars game's budget and now we're charging extra for that stuff yeah. So it's kind of funny how that changed, and people were upset about that, and now it's like, yeah, it's it's a dollar, <laughs> whatever. There's a there's a, a source that I wish I could remember the person, but I was listening to the guys on the kind of funny Games Daily show talk about this issue, and they were citing a developer who it was this guy's job was integrating microtransactions into mobile games, mm-hmm. and he said something. He believes the problem at EA is that. When, when you're designing microtransactions, the reality of it is, especially on mobile, the reality of it is if 2% of people pay for microtransactions in your game, that is what they consider successful. Mm-hmm. The normal game, the normal experience for your game is the we're not going to pay any extra and we're not going to use microtransactions at all. That's the normal average gamer. So yeah. you need to build your game around that experience and you can supplement it for those people who do want to spend a little extra, but yeah. be exper- be expecting that only two to five percent of people are going to actually bite on that. Yeah. EA developed this game, or EA published this game, and uh, 
motive and dice developed this game with the and it feels like the assumption of oh everyone's gonna pay 60 bucks for this game and we want 50 percent of these people to at least put some kind of money into that loot system uh and that's where they got super greedy and disgusting and that's why i think that's a good way of looking at it because that two percent metrics is good a good thing to see there because i'm going to animal crossing again because that's the most recent example i have of a mobile metro microtransaction experience if I want again, if I wanted to play that for like a few minutes every day, don't have to put any money down. But if I wanted to play that game for multiple hours yeah. every single day, and I'm like I'm super invested in that game, then you do have to put money down. But at yeah. that point, like I'm enjoying it so much, obviously. Exactly. I mean, that it's, these like, developers they need to keep the game up and running. Yeah. This is not a game that like Battlefront Two. There are servers they need to maintain. There's content they need to keep coming out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. They, you've got to keep them going somehow. And if you were enjoying it that much and you want to put money into it so that other people can enjoy it for free, great. That's how it works yeah. on iOS. But it should not be the normal for you have to spend money on a $60 yeah. game after you've already bought it. Exactly. And honestly, I think it'd be fine if there was a mobile game that you were paying for to play and enjoy because it's already free. Like, yeah. I'm kind of like, it, this is a slightly different experience, but like Mario, like Mario Super Mario Run, like, the game's free to start, and then if you want to really get into it and play it, you got to put the ten bucks down. Yep, I'm fine with that because I had the opportunity to test it and see if I liked it. I didn't put any money down initially. A sixty dollars game should just not have that experience. Yeah, hands down, hands down. And I, I wish I could say EA is going to learn their lesson from this, but I really don't think that they have. Because I think what they'll learn from this is a PR lesson. A PR, exactly, a PR lesson. Because yep. if you remember, so I was I was kind of going through watching some videos online about this, and I came across a guy giving a rant about Star Wars Battlefront, the first one yeah. that came out. And the big rant there was uh, there was so much content locked behind the $50 season pass that it made oh, it yeah. not as enjoyable if you didn't put down the 50 bucks for that. And do you know what their excuse was at the time? What their what was the, thing was? At least you don't have microtransactions. Yep. Do you At know least... what the first thing they said when they announced this game? At least there's not a season pass. All yep. content's going to be free. Yep. So, like, I, I think they're totally aware of their actions. Yeah. And they're really just trying to be slippery about it and kind of sly. Yeah. And it's a shame. So all of that is all the trash leading up to it. What are people saying about it, Holden? The game? Oh, yeah. So game, it has, yeah. A 70, <laughs> has a 72 on Metacritic. So it's actually not getting bad reviews. But there are some awesome quotes <laughs> from, like, the some, really actually, bad... Some of the big channels, like, I saw IGN gave it a 6.5. Yeah, 6.5. GameSpot gave Game it Spot, a 6. Yeah, so it is getting... Overall, it's not yeah. doing so bad, but the major outlets, which I think are the ones that people are paying attention to, yeah. are pretty much trashing it. Which, like, 6 for a game like that is a horrible score. Yeah. Like, I really expected this game to be at least 8 or 9. Yeah, and then all this other stuff. the license yeah. and the studio making it, this is something you expect to come out at, like, a... Eight eight five nine. So the uh, the highest rated uh, highest rating on Metacritic was a ninety one. Ooh, even a ninety one. And they, I love this. They acknowledged the loot box controversy in the review. They acknowledged it's not like they ignored it. And they said that um, time to unlock stuff. And I wanted to hear your opinion on this because you have more experience with this than I do. Time to unlock stuff is not that much different than in Destiny two. You've been playing Destiny 2 a lot. I, I'm i going to guess no. I mean, that's, that's not true. That's, that's completely different. It's a different system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, but they say the multiplayer is chaotic and fun, which, you know, of course, it is. They say that the uh, single player um, 
this is it's really confusing how they wrote this. They said it's got a weak single player campaign. The stealth doesn't work with the map design, but it's got good dialogue and a good story. <laughs> and it's like the opposite of what I'm hearing from everybody else. The lowest score is from Slant Magazine. They gave it a 40. And it has my favorite quote about the game. It's a soulless pachinko machine with a gaping sarlacc-like maw of unadulterated greed. <laughs> Which is awesome. I see that the, the game feels like it's mostly fan service and doesn't really have much to offer. Like yeah. There'll just be all these random cameos of like Luke Skywalker and all this stuff um, uh, coming in that detract from the main story and yeah. the, the main character they were featuring in, in all their advertising and marketing. Um, but one thing I'm hearing that's kind of cool is, and I watched a few video clips and I can confirm this, the voice actors are really good. I was watching some some uh, clips from the from the game. I'm like, this is really good voice acting. Like, I've always kind of been like, oh, how do you really tell if it's good voice acting or not? It's good. Like, the yeah. acting was very believable. And the guys that they have doing Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Leia sound just like them. Really? Like, yeah, it's just like them. It's not really Mark Hamill. It's not really Yeah, I know uh, it's not Ford, them, which is kind of a letdown. But... but it sounds just like them. It's crazy it's how good I've it actually sounds. heard differently. I've heard other people be like, oh, no, it's not Luke's voice, and it's it's totally weird listening to it. It's it's close enough, though, that it, it, yeah. it for me, at least, I'm like, oh, okay, that, that works. Because I kind of always expect it to not really be yeah. well, the actual Lando's actor. Well, apparently Lando's real. I can't remember his name in real life, but Lando Calrissian's the original actor. I was just going to say, you mean uh, Donald Glover, but it's not Donald Glover. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new Lando Calrissian. That's the new Lando. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, so the other outlets, sorry, going back to this again, the um, slant goes on to the multiplayer saying that the multiplayer maps felt way too big and that there's not enough people on the maps that you're kind of going a long distance for to kind of run into anyone, which can kind of make the multiplayer games a little, uh, a little bland and, and yeah. boring for them. Um, but I, the smaller maps, and I can test this on the first Battlefront game, the smaller maps are chaotic and fun. I actually yeah. had the same complaint about the first one. But if it's a smaller map, it, it can be really, really fun. But the I think this is an interesting complaint. You're pretty much getting this from everybody. The lack of microtransactions actually hurts the game. Because now it takes so long to do anything that it's just arduous to progress in any way. Because yeah. now you have to just play the game to progress they didn't change how the progression works they just took away the microtransaction so it actually hurts yeah. the progression system ign called it the worst progression system they've ever seen yep so not some Those great are the stuff two there. big things i've been hearing about it is the progression system obviously is abysmal yeah and the a lot of people are let down by the single player campaign yeah first of all it's only about four hours long yeah, so to be fair, though, there is a free, to be fair, there's a free <laughs> DLC coming out next month that completes the story, apparently. Isn't that stupid, I though? don't like, know why they did that. Maybe it's something stupid. to do with Last Jedi, and they can't You're for, right. like, spoilers or something like that. I don't know. That's being fair. Oh, that's being, you know, yeah. um, kind. But it's say. like four but, hours, and you only play as the new character that the whole thing's supposed to be centered around for about half of it. Yeah. And then everything else is just, like, really quick spurts of other heroes. It's kind of like a just a like a sightseeing tour of Star Wars rather than a story that you want to actually participate in and, and mm -hmm. continue with. So, yeah, I don't know. If if I picked up this game after all of this controversy, it would be to play the single player, but now I'm at, I'm definitely Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to either. That's a shame because I think that was the biggest letdown of the first game was not having any single player. Yep. And they made it up really That's why John Boyega was like, hey, where's my single player campaign? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, shit. 
if the guy from the new Star Wars movie wants it, we got to put it in there. Quick, let's steal yeah. the studio right out from underneath Visceral Games and make them make it. <laughs> um, anything more I want to add from here? I think I pretty much got it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like if you went into it for the multiplayer, the multiplayer is actually pretty good. Like, it's yeah, yeah, a fun experience. Too, yeah, minus the fact that t- to improve it all is, is a mess. So, yeah. If they didn't mess with the progression system, this probably would have been a worthwhile game to pick up, but nope. Yeah, at so. least as good as the first one, because all the content you have in it, it just sucks that you yeah. can't power up well. It's a shame, too, because this I think this franchise had so much potential to be great. Like, not just good, but great. Yeah. Do you play the first Battlefront games at all? Like the Battlefront I played 1 a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't play the those. I played a little bit of Battlefront 1 from two years ago. Okay, yeah, because the original ones from, like, a decade ago were awesome. They're so, so cool. Loved those games. And when yeah, I heard fact, Dice was, when when I I heard Dice up, was making it. I looked great. up yeah. the um, Metacritic for Star Wars Battlefront 2, and I was like, oh, man, the PC version's got a really good review. And I went and looked at it, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's the super old one from a decade ago. That game was awesome. So what made it so cool is they had this thing called Galactic Conquest, which is one of the biggest demands people are making for in this game. Yeah. And that is that you have this galaxy map, and you have your star fleet and you decide what planet they're going to go take over. And if you go to that planet, like Kashyyyk or whatever planet you're going to, you'll have a battle on that planet. Or you might um, you might come in contact with the enemy fleet and have, like, a space battle. Or, like, depending on where you met the fleet. So, like, you might have – they might have had a fleet over one of your planets. So then you have to defend your planet, and then you're going to send your fleet in – to have a space battle over the planet so you can see the planet you're fighting over while you're in the space battle. It was just, I'm not doing it justice by explaining it, but it no, was awesome. Not. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so, so cool. There's just a grand scale to it that I'm just not seeing yeah. in these, and that's what I was really hoping for. So it's a shame. Well, I'm sure we'll hear much more about Battlefront 2 in the near future. And there'll be another one. Yep, and there will be another one because I'm sure it'll still make money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's Woo! all we have on that topic. You yeah. said you had a subscriber interrogative? I do. Says, I got one. This is the first subscriber interrogative we've had in a long time. Thank you Ooh. to uh, Sam Spam. Sam Spam. Listener, He's never leaving a Sam question again. Sam Spam wrote in <laughs> <laughs> with this question: Are Goombas mushrooms? Oh, what are Goombas? I don't know what a Goomba is, honestly. Right? Is it kind right? of like. Maybe, so maybe what a Goomba is, it's like in Gremlins, you have the Mogwai, the really cute things. Those are the yeah. toads. And if you feed a toad after midnight, it turns into a Goomba. <laughs> that's so I, interesting. I think that's like, what, what it is. What is a Goomba? Because it looks like a mushroom, but there are also three different types, four different types of mushrooms. So many. There's one-up mushrooms. There's toads. There's the poison mushrooms. And then there are these weird-ass Goombas with just feet and a neck. Well, maybe it's like a poisonous mushroom. No, you've seen the poisonous mushrooms. mushrooms. Those are the purple ones. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a really good question. What are Goombas? It's like a walking chicken nugget. (laughs) That's what it looks like. (laughs) Uh, Let's look it up. Wikipedia. Okay. Goombas, known in Japan as Koribo, are a a species. Yeah, of course. Duh. There it is. There we go. There's your answer, Sam. 
are a species of sentient mushrooms from Nintendo's Mario franchise. Sentient mushrooms. Sentient mushrooms. That makes it sound like they're like this artificial intelligent race of robots that look like <laughs> mushrooms. That's so weird. Concept and creation. Show me that. Because if if those are sentient mushrooms, what are toads? Because you know, to be fair, the Goombas came first. Goombas were first introduced in the video game Super Mario Bros. And were the last enemy added to the game after playtesters stated that the Koopa Troopa was too tricky as an enemy. Koopa Troopas are, of course, turtles. Yes. As a result, the designers decided to introduce the Goomba as a basic enemy. However, they had very little space left in the game. They used a single image twice to convey the notion that the Goombas are walking, rotating it back and forth. The Goomba's resemblance to the Super Mushroom forced designers to change the mechanics and appearance of the Super Mushroom. Oh, interesting. They used the Goomba's ability to be jumped on and defeated and defeated to teach players how to deal with enemies and to not fear the super mushroom. Very cool. That's so interesting. So like there's one mushroom that's bad and it will kill you, and they're like, oh shit, how do we make it how do we make people not afraid of the super mushroom and they want to go get that? <laughs> they're like, it's chasing me, I have to run away from it. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's awesome. That's right. I did not know that. That's all very cool. Well, thank you, Sam Spam, for writing in and asking that question that enlightened all of us. We learned something today. All right, everyone, you have homework for this Thanksgiving week. One, eat a bunch of turkey. And what did we decide about hookers? Oh, yeah, if you don't have money for dinner because you're paying for a hooker, be thankful for it. Yeah. Um, and tweet us at splitscreengp or email us at splitscreengamingpodcast at gmail.com about the Xbox checkbox. What should I be playing? What do you want to hear me talk about mm-hmm. on Xbox? spoiler alert third party games i'm still gonna do on ps4 because that's i got trophies so um and then you, you don't care about the gamer no. score you're a gamer score. i mean i have what like 1600 gamer score right now i think i played gears of war one and a half that's like nothing i think there are achievements that are 1600 <laughs> i mean uh, getting an entire game worth of score i think is a thousand i thought like it was the equivalent thousand no i think it's a thousand like a, the equivalent of a platinum is a thousand gamer score. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. All right. Because cool. I actually got a lot of the achievements in Banjo Kazooie oh. on Xbox 360, which is why I have over a thousand points. Over nine thousand. But Banjo Kazooie was glitched, so two of the jiggies I couldn't get. So shame. Couldn't get that quote unquote platinum. So yeah, right in. Damn it! There was another piece of homework I had. Do you remember what it was? Um, Xbox checkbox. Xbox checkbox and all right, your next piece of homework. Oh yeah, tell us what games you got on Black Friday. Oh yeah, cool, 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 guys. Fun, fun, stick fun. around. And by stick around, I mean look for the next episode very, very shortly about our Super Mario cha- uh, spoiler chat. Yes. And um, until and then, then, we will see you guys. Have a happy holiday season. And then next week, look forward to us discussing the game yes. awards. Oh yeah, game awards. Super yeah. Metroid. Your mom's butt. We'll be talking about two of those three things. <laughs> it's up to you to decide which ones. Write in and tell Find us what you want to hear about. They're all going to say game your mom's butt, I believe you. <laughs> all right, bye until next week, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Crapple, crapple, crapple.